welcome to God's glory and today we still have Brian Gerwin here and um, he's the founder of Bridal Glory International. He travels all over the world to preach the gospel, he's a prophet, but it all started in the secret place. He met Jesus and that's what we're going to talk about today, the secret place. Welcome, Brian. It's so good to be here. Yeah, <laughs> Isn't so. it right? It all started in the secret place. Yeah, yeah, it really did, you know, and, and uh, like I've said many times before, I didn't know really what I was getting into, you know, because I, I got born again at the age of 20, and I'm, I'm 40 now, and I just realized right away that I just fell in love with the presence of God. It was new to me, and the Bible kind of came alive, you know, and, and I began to learn early on, like, um, just spending time with God be became addictive to me the more I did, you know, and uh, I remember even I was in a college group uh, where I got born again. You know, my spiritual father led me to the Lord at the age of 20, and they would have gatherings and get-togethers, and it was a lot of fun, but I, I remember I could feel that I, I just want to spend time with God, you know. You could spend time with him every every second if it was up to you. <laughs> well, it was kind of that way, you know. And now, now, of course, though, too, I was far from perfect and still made plenty of mistakes. But I remember thinking, I just want to go home and be with Jesus, this draw, you know. Mm. And even I remember some of them were like, man, you're kind of weird. Like, we just want to watch the game or hang out and <laughs> do certain stuff, which I have no problem with. But, yeah, the more I would yield into that, you know, it just really began to become everything to me. But what know? is the secret place? Many may watch and just don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. The secret place. What yeah. is it? Yeah, so the Bible says regarding prayer and spending time with God, you know, because it's very clear in Scripture where Jesus, you know, the, the Sadducees and the Pharisees sent a lawyer to kind of trap Jesus and asked him what's the greatest commandment. And Jesus says the first and greatest commandment, meaning the most important thing any human being can ever do in their whole life is love the Lord God with all of their heart, mind, and soul. And so it's that practice of intimately knowing God, which the Bible says go into your closet and shut the door that your father knows in secret, you know, what you're doing. So it's, that's where it gets the term secret place because it's very intimate. And just like you see a husband and a wife, you know, the most intimate place of marriage is always done in secret and private. And it's very similar in prayer. While yet corporate prayer is very important and for different purposes, but the secret place of intimately learning how to hear God's voice and experience his presence and him speaking directly to us, you begin to cultivate that from the secret place, you know. So your secret place at home, mm -hmm. how does it look like? Yeah, so <laughs> actually uh, my, my house now that I'm in, we've been there probably about two or three years now. And I li so my room's on the second floor. And it's so funny because I live on a lake, you know, it's beautiful, but there's a lot of ducks and geese okay. out there and they're super <laughs> noisy. So that's one thing you don't want for your prayer closet to be is by a lot of noise. It can be distracting, you know. So typically uh, I'll find a, a centralized room that's a little bit more soundproof. Uh, even my background's building homes, and I, I kind of think like that. So it just so happens that I have a big master closet in the central part of the house upstairs. 
and I, I basically made it into a prayer room, and it's, it keeps the noise down, you know, it's How funny. do you make it into a prayer room? Yeah. What do you put on your walls? Your, how does it look like? Yeah, so the one now that I'm in, I really went with like a rustic look, kind of what I was into, and, <laughs> okay. and just make it really special. Or is it secret? Do you keep it secret? No, no, not like that, yeah. Just my time <laughs> okay. with him, you know, is, but it's funny, so I, uh, you know, just sort of my design that I like now for building custom homes, I kind of made it more rustic, you know, um, but simple. And my favorite chair, like the most expensive chair in my whole house is in my, yeah, in my secret. But isn't that funny? Like you, would, you would think you would put it in the living rooms so or guests and everybody could see yeah. it. But to wow. me, just my time with Jesus is everything to me. That and says a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I spend hours in there. So like if I'm in a chair in the living room, you know, whether it be with guests over, I'm not there that long. But, you know, I would encourage people to, you know, that when you wait upon the Lord, even Psalms chapter 46, verse 10 says, be still and know that he is God. So even in prayer, one of the many dynamics of prayer is being still. And I like to be where I can sit somewhere comfortably for hours to wait on the Lord. You know, some people like to pray on their knees. I can't do that. <laughs> My knees start hurting. <laughs> I feel like I can't even hear God. I've been you know, wondering so. that. Do all people pray on their knees? Or yeah. Is it allowed not to? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. I'm glad you mentioned that because... I, I er, think that, well, I'm wondering that because, yeah. yeah. No, totally. I did too. That's such a great question because early on I thought too, like it was more reverent or holy. And, and I'm like, you know, I say be free to be yourself. Some people love that posture and it doesn't bother them. But I'm, I'm a big six foot three, 220 pounds, and I get on my knees, and I'm like, oh, my knees start hurting. <laughs> and so uh, I'm a lot more comfortable. Um, you know, I can sit there. Now, I do recommend, that's why it's a chair, to sit up in prayer because, you know, obviously you're laying down, you can start to doze. And early in the morning, you may be tired. Totally, yeah. So how do you keep up just y yeah, sitting? So, yeah, so I'll sit up. Again, these are just practical tips in prayer. I normally make strong coffee. Some people may not drink coffee, but I love to. It's funny. I love the story where right before Jesus goes to the cross, he tells his disciples, he says, look, stay awake and pray that you may not fall into temptation. And I, I love to tell the joke, like if Peter and them had Starbucks right then or something, <laughs> you know, they would have stayed awake in yes. prayer and Peter would have never fell into the temptation and cut the guard's ear off, you know, but, um, but yeah, just sitting up in prayer, staying alert, and, and don't be hard on yourself if you doze off here and there. God's okay with that. He can even speak through dreams. But as far as I practice in prayer, I'll find a good place where I can be still, quiet. Um, if you're playing music, yeah, obviously. Yeah, you put on music. Yeah, do that as well. And that's when it's, you know, I, I'll usually do that later in the day when there's certain noise or, because, you know, as the day goes on, um, I'm sure it's the same here in Norway. You just get cars and yes. traffic and the phones start ringing and uh, music can kind of start to cancel that out. I even get like these uh, noise canceling uh, earphones. Oh, you do. Yeah, because mm. I'm on planes a lot too. Okay. And that really helps because I'll just be on airplanes and so much noise and the steward is coming and if I'm on planes for an hours, you know, hours I can spend time in prayer and that just kind of cancels out the noise. But yeah, so I'll just, uh, but it's funny, I have a chair, dimming lights, and, and all my books, my favorite books, and a little uh, table next to me, I'll journal and do all kind of stuff, so yeah, it's awesome. But how is your uh, time in the secret place? Do you read the Bible? Do you yeah. pray? Do you, are you just uh, in stillness? Yeah, yeah. It's how a, do you do it? How <clears throat> do you mix it? 
Yeah, that's a great question. Um, first, I normally recommend to people to try, when you go to spend time with God, try and become sensitive to what direction he's wanting to go in prayer. Um, I often liken it to like a dance. You know, we're the bride, Jesus is the bridegroom. And in letting him lead the dance of, of intimacy or prayer, so to speak. And sometimes if you just give that, that first bit of time to the Holy Spirit of like, what do you want to do? How, how can I be with you? Because just like you said, you can read the word of God, which is totally spending time with God, hearing his word, um, him speaking to you through his word. There's waiting in silence. Um, Isaiah chapter 40 says, those who wait upon the Lord. And it looks just like this. Like literally people are like, but what are you really doing? It's just like this. I mean, for hours, just okay. waiting, you know, and people, like we had said before, we're so busy, we, 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 you know, you know, it's just, that's one of the harder postures because we like to always be doing things, but Psalm 46, 10 says, be still and then know that he is God. There, there are depths of God in his voice that we'll never know fully until we're still. We've got to learn to be still. I mean, Moses, he went up on the mountain. He didn't have the latest you know, iTunes on his phone and playing music. I mean, it was just him and God on a mountain. And um, there's praying in the spirit, unknown tongues. The Bible says edifies your spirit. There's worship, adoration, the music, and you can play anointed music and sing to God. Um, there's soaking in prayer where you can put on instrumental music and begin to receive from the spirit of God. But um, one thing I've learned that's most beneficial in prayer is uh, like I was just saying, trying to just take a moment, you know, and say, Jesus, I love you. I need you today. I need you afresh, you know. I need daily bread, you know, and um, just his presence is everything and his voice and just like, Jesus, speak to me, you know. Sorry, I just start thinking about it. And uh, and you'll feel desire start to pull you, you know, like you may start feel a hunger mm -hmm. to read the word of God. And usually the Holy Spirit will pull you by desire and a peace, you know? And so you'll feel like desire to want to read the Bible. So you'll grab it and it can be alive, you know? And so where I'm getting at is sometimes, and I'm very much this way, we can get very routine, you know? And I do this first, then this, then this and this. And Jesus often is very unpredictable. The Spirit of God, the Bible says, is like a wind. You know, you're not sure where it came from or where it's going, but you sensed it. And so prayer is very much this way, you know, and I just encourage people to, you know, when you get so routine, it can play against you sometimes because you have to, we have to remember this is a relationship. It is. You know, like say, you know, you wanted to go eat out on a, you know, a date or whatever it may be. There's certain things you like and so does the other person. And you, it's a relationship. I mean, God's alive. And so you, you start to let him lead the dance like that and prayer becomes so much more fruitful and alive and just like, oh my, wind is on it, you know. Mm. And but to get started, isn't yeah. discipline also a big part yeah. to get it started? Yeah, and that's such a great point. I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, I've had people, and I've done this too, totally made this mistake where they're like, yeah, but I'm just going to be led by the Lord, you know. Yeah. I'm free and led by the Spirit. And like you said, the discipline's not there. And then the secret place, it's, it's real up and down. Whereas discipline's very, very key, uh, not to the point where, you know, it has to become legalistic and it's like a to-do list you have to check off. We never, this is a love relationship, but also even a, a husband and a wife, 
you know, in a relationship, just like Jesus, the bridegroom and us, the bride, you have to make choices to, you know, for each other. True love is laying your life down for one another. And uh, the Bible says in Hebrews that God's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, you know. And so discipline normally leads to addiction. And it's really amazing. So just like you said, sometimes if we don't feel like we're there yet, then let discipline take you to the place where now it's an addiction, you know, and it just drives your, your life, you know. I, I often liken it, if I can say this real quick, um, the secret place and just falling in love with God to flying a kite. Yeah. Do they do that much here in Norway, fly kites? No, not, not so much. much they have them, though. Yeah. yeah. So often in flying a kite in the secret place in prayer is like this. It's, it's hard at first. Sometimes you have to run more, put more effort into it, and it's a little bit rough at first. And that's the discipline side that you were mentioning that we've got to put forth. But after a while, it goes higher and higher and catches wind. And then literally all you're sitting there is just holding the little wheel and watching it soar in the wind of the spirit. Mm. And the Bible says we are to strive to enter into rest. And so often that discipline, like you mentioned, is very helpful and beneficial because if we press through, it will enter into rest. And that kite, while yet it seems hard at first and just disciplined, and it'll hit those high heights of presence. And then that's where it's like, oh my goodness, you know, that God's glory increases his voice. And there's a lot of, a lot less effort on our end, you know, so. So your typical day, mm -hmm. you're a busy man, but how, how long, how much time do you spend in the secret place? You said hours, is that for real? Uh, yeah, if I can get it, you know, um, now we're so busy with ministry, I don't always have that luxury, but when I, you travel, uh, you make space on yeah. planes. And yeah, yeah, you have to. Yeah, in hotel rooms, it's funny. Even in, <laughs> in my hotel rooms, one of the first things I do is rearrange the room to be able to, whether it's a chair or move it so I can oh. pace and pray in tongues. Like, I'm sure hotel uh, house cleaning can't stand me all over the world because I'll, <laughs> I'll move beds and furniture around and everything. Um, but yeah, so you utilize time as far as that goes. But it, on a normal day, if I can get it, um, you know, again, I like the early morning hours, and there's just less distractions. Do you mean nighttime or early morning? Yeah, so they, uh, the Bible calls like 3 to 6 a.m. what's called the fourth watch, and that's really when Jesus walked on water, you know. A lot of people don't realize that it was like past midnight, a little bit, you know, still early, early in the morning. And I've found for me that's like the richest time of just hearing from God and experiences His presence. Everything's very still. Um, so if you can get, you know, time like that would be great. Some people I know they prefer the afternoon. Uh, Daniel would pray three times a day. A dear friend of mine who walks so closely with God, he prays three separate times a day and kind of breaks it up. Mm -hmm. You know, but sometimes my schedule is so busy during the day, it, I need to get most of it in, you know, in the morning. Or some people prefer night. Um, but the key is, is that daily bread, you know. And, and if you miss it, which you will some days, don't be hard on yourself. But just know that... You know, get back up the next day and partake of that daily bread and let God fill you and consume you, you know, in this life of following him. But Brian, you have children. Yeah. How do you teach them to value the secret place? Yeah, that's a great question. So they are uh, older now. So my daughter is about to be 17 and my son is 15. And so they've already developed such a strong prayer life now. But when they were young, how I started was... I mean, you know, they they were like 
two years old and four years old. So wow. I, would, I would pray in the living room with them because yeah. they didn't really know on their own. So I would do it as a parent more corporately and let them be themselves. That's another thing that I think is very important with the secret place uh, for, for each and every one to be yourself. Like God made you the way you are, even the way you relationally connect, even your humor and what you like. He made you that way on purpose and that's what he likes about you. So even how you spend time with God and hear his voice and connect with him is typically gonna look way different than how I would. Mm. And God loves that. Mm. So even with my children, I began to learn that the way they connected to God, their giftings were very different. And I let them grow up in that. You know, you never wanna form, try and box them into something because it won't work. And as they got older, I began to teach them how they needed to start you know, going into their own closet, shutting the door and hearing God for themselves. And I've just raised them ever since I can remember that, look, we are helpless without the presence of God. We need him. He's everything to us, you know. And uh, so they, yeah, they just begin to seek God and, and, and love him as well. And uh, so my son likes the early morning hours. Okay. And uh, my daughter loves around like little afternoon and they'll go in their room and start to hear God, see dreams, visions, be journaling stuff. And and it's really for all of us, though. It's not like we're any more special than anybody else. It's just Jesus longs to find the people that will love him and spend, spend time with him, you know, so, yeah. And, uh, you know, in this world, we get valued from what we do, how much we work, yeah. what we can do at all times. Mm -hmm. But in the kingdom of God, it's opposite. It's the, the value of uh, knowing Jesus. Yeah, it's so good. It's so, so, so good. That's why the secret place is so important. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's so true. And, and um, I think, like you just said, we'll be surprised when we get to heaven that like some of the most prominent, what we thought on the outside by exploits and mighty things done, that, that some of the people behind the scenes that love Jesus dearly and followed him are gonna be in heaven, like ranked really high. And you see this throughout scripture that like you just said, the value is of people, of how God sees it, is totally connected to how intimately they know the Lord. You know, and, and um, in First Samuel chapter two, it says the sons of Eli were worthless men, meaning they had no value because they knew not the Lord. So it, it shows you that the value placed on humanity is directly connected to how deeply, like you said, we intimately know Him. Mm. You know, and, and you know, like you just said, often we put it on what we've done, and we should do love our neighbor and do the Great Commission, but never to be prioritized over intimately loving Jesus. You know, it's so valuable, so true. Because it all starts in the secret place yeah. by knowing Him. Yeah. Then we can go, go out and serve the people. Yeah. And uh, it also says that it's, um, God really hates this when we just uh, keep serv service for the people yeah. outside the temple instead of inside. So true. So do you see a lot of ministers just uh, keeping it going in their own flesh, in their own strength? Yeah. Do you think it's a lot of it? Yeah, I think there's enough of it, you know, and I've even found, you know, ourselves as a ministry and myself, I can tell like, wait a minute, you know, you, you can get busy and start to rely merely on gifts and you can feel that void though, like, no, I need Jesus. That intimate relationship is so much more valuable and purposeful and it's just everything's there. And um, you see this in Matthew chapter 7, verse 22, where preachers came to Jesus and they said, Lord, Lord, you know, we've prophesied in your name, uh, cast out devils in your name, 
and did many mighty exploits only for the Lord to look at them and say, sorry, I don't know you. Do you, you think uh, people will have eternal life without really knowing Jesus, just accepting him yeah. and not really following him? I, I want to hope so. Again, obviously only God knows the heart and the depth of where that's at. But I'm kind of like, you know, wh let's not try and get too close to the fence with that anyway. You know, let's no. just be people that are so in love with Jesus and let everything else fall out where it does as far as destiny and obeying him. But if we make the highest value of anything we ever do every, every day of our life loving him, I feel like we'll be okay. Whereas when you get outside of that, I think, like you said, you can get close to that middle ground and that makes me nervous, you know, so. So what happens yeah. if we neglect spending time with Jesus? Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, over time, really everything starts to get off, even our beliefs, ideology, true fruit. Mm. You know, you may see gifts of the Spirit, mm. but the fruit of the Spirit is a big difference in mm. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, of people operating in love, joy, peace, kindness, you know, character, integrity, just the, the, the character of the Spirit, you start to see that diminish. And I've seen gifted ministers, I mean, prophecy, like it said, casting out devils. But then you get around them outside of that, and you're like, whoa, there's, there's not holiness, there's gossip, there's like yeah. negative. And it, it's very displeasing to the spirit. Mm. And that's where I think you start to see that divide of mm. operating strictly off of gifts versus an intimate-based ministry of becoming like him and just loving him, you know. And um, it's funny, I used to build uh, custom homes, mm. and I liken the secret place to the foundation. And like you just said, if that gets off, just like on a house or a structure, when the foundation gets off, everything, it may not be immediate, you may not see it right away, it may happen over time, but everything starts to shift and get out of balance and doesn't work quite right. That's so, right. Can mm. you pray, Brian, for a lot of viewers now watching and they really need to spend more time with Jesus to yeah. have this secret place founded in their lives? Yeah, of course, I'd, I'd be honored to. So. So yeah, each and everyone listening right now, wherever you may be at, God, I just want to uh, thank you for your presence and just receive right there. Uh, God, I thank you that, that you're beginning to form lovers of Jesus in the earth, that you're beginning to clothe your people right now with mantles of intimacy, deep, deep hunger like never before. Infatuated lovers of you, God, I thank you for a stamina and a grace, a fresh wind to blow upon the spirits of the, the men and women of God watching right now to be with you. I pray a holy infatuation, a hunger would grip your people and draw them into you like never before, that they would form such a solid, stable place of intimately knowing you, walking with you, and, and loving you like never before for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, Brian, next session you will be teaching on dreams and vision. Is that typical developed in the secret place as well? Yeah, yeah, of course. That comes from the Spirit of God, and it's an amazing other aspect of the prophetic and how God speaks, you know. It's all throughout Scripture and, and I believe really pertinent for the body of Christ to operate in. So, yeah, it's a really powerful topic. Yeah. <laughs> so we're looking forward to that, Brian, and um, all of you watching, thank you so much. I hope you got encouraged to seek the Lord, to love Him, and to, to really produce a secret place in your own home. So 
Thank you for watching. We see you next time. And Brian, he will be teaching on the topic of dreams and visions. Goodbye and God bless. Thank you.